Beaches, Episode 3, Closer Than a Shadow. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics including discussions of gun violence as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Tanya loved the simplicity of her morning routine. Before Tammy and Jim died, she'd had a very specific routine to begin each day, but she hadn't kept up with it over the past couple of months. Now, as she started a routine for the first time in a while, she found herself caught between excitement and nervousness. Today was different, after all. Today marked a new day, and Tanya was determined to make it special. Today was her first day back in the office and back in the city, since she'd moved into Tammy and Jim's home. She studied herself in the mirror, smiling a little to encourage herself. Hello, gorgeous. The routine was simple. A glass of water first thing in the morning, breathing exercises to help her focus, skin care, makeup, getting dressed, and then finally the first amazing cup of coffee. Even Natalie knew not to make a loving joke about the morning routine. It was sacred to Tanya. Today, however, didn't go as smoothly as usual. The bathroom was still disorganized and cluttered from the move. She had to search for her moisturizer for a few minutes, and it took nearly double that time to find her lucky lipstick. In between, it felt a bit like she was pretending to be Tanya from before. Despite that, she kept going, not wanting to let her negative feelings hold her back. With every step she completed, she felt more and more like herself. Tanya let herself savor the coffee. She was up earlier than normal, anticipating the longer commute. She prided herself on rarely, if ever, running late. As she sipped her cup of coffee and reflected back on her morning, things felt strange to her. This was the first time she'd gotten ready to go into the office in a long time. When working from home, she would usually sleep until the last possible moment. After everything, she still felt like an imposter, pretending to live her own life. Before Tammy and Jim's death, she would wake up early and be ready to go long before the start of work. Now, the drive into the city also loomed ahead of her. Part of her worried that she might see the man on her way in, or that he would follow her to New York. Still, the excitement of getting to see her co-workers in person and to attend her family barbecue the next day was more enticing than her worries, so she tried to put them out of her mind. Pulling out of the driveway felt like the first hill of a roller coaster. Tanya was nervous and exhilarated at the same time. This was what progress looked like. She was going to be able to reach a new normal eventually, even though it would take a lot of work. As she drove through Cedar Grove, a sense of joy began to overtake the nerves. The normalcy of it all was thrilling in a strange, mundane way. 
the radio was on playing some indie pop song that Tanya found herself nodding along to. The early morning chill was fading into the warmth of a summer day, and she considered rolling down her window to let in some air. She never thought the simple routine of going into work on a Friday morning would elate her so much, but here she was, celebrating it. Tanya's good mood continued as she found parking not too far from Natalie's apartment. By the time she reached her building, Natalie was already waiting outside, bouncing on the balls of her feet as she scanned the passers-by for Tanya. When Natalie caught sight of Tanya's approach, her easy grin warmed Tanya's heart. You look good? The outdoor suit you, not that whole Mrs. Havisham routine. <laughs> oh, a Dickens reference. And here I was thinking you just stuck to obscure sci-fi and Bravo shows. <laughs> Those jokes are coming, but I figured I'd get my best material out of the way first. <laughs> but seriously, I'm glad... You don't need to say it. Trust me, I know. I'm really glad, too. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Enough zappy stuff. We're going to be late if we don't leave now. Heading towards the subway station near Natalie's apartment, the crowds began to thicken. More people were rushing to get to work, and Tanya realized she hadn't considered the morning rush. Her stomach twisted slightly as she followed Natalie down the stairs. After swiping her Metro card, she stood on the platform and watched the crowd swirl around her while Natalie checked her email. Tanya didn't want to disturb her with her worry about the size of the crowd, the people pressing against her from all sides, or her unfounded feeling that the man had somehow followed her from her sleepy suburb. Busy day, huh? Um, not more than usual. Don't tell me you've been gone long enough to forget how the subway gets. Out of the corner of her eye, Tanya saw what looked like a disturbingly similar silhouette. She quickly looked over, heart pounding. A few feet away, a young woman stood idly waiting, dressed in a long jacket. Tanya mentally kicked herself for panicking. It was so unlikely that the man would be here on this particular platform. She had nothing to worry about. Instead, a new worry settled in the back of her mind. There were so many people and so few exits. Bustling crowd covered most of the platform, leaving little space to run. If anything happened... Tanya took a deep breath as they stepped onto the subway car.
Natalie was filling Tanya in on all the gossip from work, and Tanya forced herself to smile and nod along, even as the press of the crowd made her skin crawl. She comforted herself by saying that they'd be at work soon, and Tanya could relax in the privacy of her office. This was just a small speed bump in what was sure to be a good day. It had to be. And we did move some stuff around. Your office is still the same, but we moved the entertainment desks closer to you. There's also the interns. If you want to meet them, just let me know, because two out of three are pretty cool. <laughs> I feel bad, but I don't remember any of their names. Tess, Isabella, and Grace. Tess and Isabella are the cool ones. Grace definitely got the job because her dad has money. Tanya! Oh my god! A couple years younger than Tanya and Natalie, Liz still treated every day as if she couldn't believe how lucky she was to be at this job. It was sweet, but overwhelming at times. Tanya smiled as Liz bounded over to them, already talking a mile a minute. Natalie said you'd be here today. It's so good to see you. Virtual calls are nice, but it's not the same as seeing you in person, you know? And boy, did we all miss you! Are you okay? How was the drive-in? Do you need anything? And we're back to business. It's good to see you too, Liz. And no, I don't need anything. The drive was pretty nice. Finally got some time to listen to some new music. And unless you move the coffee maker, I'm good. Uh-huh, not only did we move it, but we got a new one. Here, let me show you. Next time I'm out, tell me where the coffee maker is first. That's the most important thing. My bad. <laughs> we got this new espresso machine that makes, like, coffee shop quality stuff here, which is good because I totally spend too much money on coffee on a regular basis. Oof. But I can't help it. I love my lattes, Tanya. You understand. How many have you had today? Ha ha. Very funny, Natalie. I've only had one. And a half, but it, it was half-calf, so it doesn't count. We can tell. <laughs> so, what have you been writing about, Liz? Any new social media platforms I should be aware of? Well, TikTok's still king, Twitter's still chaotic, and Tumblr might make a comeback, but I really hope it doesn't because I made a blog there as a teenager, and I'm so sure someone could still find it. Oh my god. It was so embarrassing. I used to write poetry about the crushes I had and the TV shows I watched and the crushes I had on the TV show characters that I watched. Tanya felt art. herself relax yeah, as Liz talked. So Gossiping around the coffee maker was a familiar routine and it grounded her after the subway. She'd been right to think the moment on the platform was just a small cloud in an otherwise wonderful day. Mark and I have been talking about doing a deep dive into fandom across platforms since it's still such a big topic. But honestly, whew, I can save the pitch for a creative brief later. I don't want to overwhelm you right now. You just walked in the door. Uh, yeah, uh, just send me a pitch and I'll look over it. It sounds good, but I want to see more detail in writing before I sign off on it. Great! I'll get you that today! It's so good to see you, Tanya. Let's seriously... Let me know if you need anything, and I'd be happy to help. I'll catch up with you later! <gasps> oh, maybe we could do lunch! This new diner opened up, and their burgers are to die for! Come by my desk later when you're ready for your lunch break, and we can go. You too, Natalie! Okay, bye! My god, 
She could outpower the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> Be nice. I am being nice. I'm impressed, honestly. I'm at the age where I can only vaguely remember that kind of spark. Matt, she's two years younger than you. Yeah, but I still stand by what I said. You good? <sighs> yeah. I've got a shitload of stuff to edit today, so I should probably just get going on that. Cool. If you need anything... I know, I know. I'll let you know if anything comes up. I'll meet you at Liz's desk later for lunch, okay? My treat. We can debate that later. <laughs> In the privacy of her own office, Tanya finally exhaled. The room was exactly as it was the last time she saw it, the day she got the call from the police. She walked around the desk, taking in the sight of the neatly organized papers and her calendar still dated from two months before. Tanya was quietly grateful that she didn't have any photos on the desk of Tammy and Jim. Turning on her computer, Tanya found a backlog of entertainment articles that needed editing. The first piece was a review of a romantic comedy, and as Tanya made her edits, she was able to relax as a sense of familiarity washed over her. This romantic comedy has us ready to believe in love, or at least how much we love other movies compared to this one. <laughs> oh, now I want to rewatch When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> it was an easy piece, the kind the site used to balance out the harder-hitting journalism that kept their lights on. The article didn't require much editing, and within a short while, Tanya was done and ready to move on to the next story. The next article was simply titled, Closer Than a Shadow. Originally made popular in the 70s with slasher POV films such as Black Christmas and Halloween, stalker films place us in the eyes of the killer as he, and in these films it's usually a male character, pursues his unknowing victims. Tanya had never been a big fan of horror movies. Despite watching most midnight screenings with Natalie through her fingers, she wasn't exactly a chicken by any stretch of the imagination, and could edit stories and articles about horror without flinching. And yet, the more she read this article, the more unsettled she became. Her mind wandered to the man again. Her therapist had said anxiety had a way of making you see danger that feels real but may not be real in that moment. Something told her this wasn't the case. This man was out there, and he was dangerous. She realized that with her in the city like this, he could be around any corner. If he wanted to find her, it would be easy to track down where she worked. He could be waiting outside the building or on the elevator, or maybe he'd followed her from home and was currently lurking around Natalie's apartment. Oh, God. Okay. Breathe. Just breathe. It's okay. <sighs> Suddenly, Tanya's office seemed too small and too warm. The clear blue sky out of the window felt like it was turning to the steel gray of a summer storm. Maybe the woman on the subway platform had been an innocent coincidence. What if it hadn't been? What if it was the man trying to trick her, lure her into a false sense of security? Maybe he had followed her. 
All Tanya knew was that every word of the article was dredging up more and more terror, and she couldn't handle it. She wanted to be home where the four walls that surrounded her were at least familiar. Maybe she would feel better in Natalie's apartment where she wasn't surrounded by people, and there was a strong lock on the door. Tanya felt as though she was making a run for it as she grabbed her bag and her keys, including the spare for Natalie's apartment. She couldn't admit to Natalie that she couldn't make it through a full day. Just the thought made Tanya feel nauseous. All her positive energy from the morning was gone, replaced by shame and anger. She longed for the days where she could go about her day without panic seeping in and poisoning her thoughts. You're going to be okay. Just make it to Nat's apartment. You'll be safe. Taxi! Taxi! Hop in, miss. Where to? 135 Magnolia Street. Please. Sure thing. Hey, I, uh, I hope you don't mind me asking, but are you okay? You look like someone was chasing you down or something. Oh, no, I'm fine. Just a pretty stressful work day, that's all. Oh, well, if you say so. The driver pulled away from the curb, occasionally sneaking glances at Tanya trying to breathe in the back seat. She didn't look out the window, instead keeping her eyes on her lap. The radio was on, but it was a low drone in the background. For the most part, she had quiet. And here we are. 135 Magnolia. That'll be 2275. Thank you, and keep the change. There was no one around as Tanya all but ran up two flights of stairs to reach Natalie's apartment. She felt like she could take a breath for the first time once the door was locked behind her. Idly, she wondered if she shouldn't have taken a loop or if she shouldn't have tried to throw the man off her trail, assuming he was even following her. Tanya tried to focus herself on the familiar sights of Natalie's apartment, the organized clutter on her desk and counters, the mismatched pillows on the sofa, a few wilted ferns in the window near the fire escape. The essence of her friend was there, and if Natalie herself couldn't be there to soothe her, Tanya would let the signs of her presence calm her down. Tanya poured herself a glass of water and threw herself onto Natalie's plush couch. In the moments that followed, Tanya felt annoyed with herself and how quickly the anxiety and panic overcame her. With a sigh, she turned on the TV and let the sounds of someone else's life wash over her.
Jesus Christ, there you are. You left work. Yeah, I did. Did it look bad? No, because everyone knows you're going through something right now. People were worried, but no one was mad, if that's what you're thinking. I didn't want to leave. I know. I wish you would have told me sooner, though. I started to worry when you didn't show up for lunch. I had to get out of there. I couldn't just sit there and wait for him to come in him? and... Oh, the man I saw. I was reading Joe's article on the stalker in modern horror films, and all I could see was his damn trench coat. It was like he was going to step off the elevator, or that he'd be on the subway, or that... I don't know, that he'd pop out from under my desk. I know it's irrational, but no one seems to care that this guy is out there and that he's following me. Hey, hey, it's okay. I care, okay? And your therapist cares too. She thinks it's in my imagination. She actually said that? Well, not using those exact words. It was more like, given what's happened to me, paranoia is to be expected... I mean, she's not a bad therapist, but I know what I saw. When's the last time you saw this guy? A couple of weeks ago. I thought I saw him on the subway, but it was someone else. Okay. Right. If you see this guy again, I want you to call me. You believe me? I think you're seeing something. Do I think it's a stalker? I'm not sure. But if something is scaring you this badly, I'm gonna help. Maybe it's just your mind playing tricks on you, or maybe there is some weirdo who's following you, but we'll figure it out together. And whatever the solution is, I'll be there. I promise. You're the best. Damn right I am. So, about the barbecue tomorrow. Oh, shit. I... I don't think I can do that. I cannot melt down like this in front of my parents, so flip and want me to move home. I mean, is that such a bad thing? Being around people that care about you instead of that big house all by yourself? I know they'll mean well, but I really don't want them babying me. Fair enough. So what are you going to tell them? Food poisoning, probably. No one really questions that one. I'll let you make the call then. Can I make you some tea? God, yes. That sounds amazing. Hello? Hey, Daddy. What's wrong? So, for lunch, Natalie and I grabbed something from a food truck, and it's not sitting well. I had to leave work early because I thought I was going to be sick. Anyways, I don't think I'll be able to make it tomorrow. You don't want me puking and ruining everyone's day. Aw, oh, sweetheart. We were really looking forward to seeing you. Me too. I just... I just don't feel good. Are you sure it's that? I promise. Seriously, I'm just gonna sleep it off at Natalie's and then drive home tomorrow to rest. I'll be fine. Okay. I love you, baby. Get some rest, and hopefully we'll see you at the next one. Thanks, Dad. I love you, too. So, what do you want to do tonight? Sleep, mostly. Maybe watch some TV? Any ideas for something goofy to watch? Of course I do. Let me see. 
There's a new show about people trying to plan weddings in a week, which is so stressful, but the bridezillas are spectacular. <laughs> Tanya spent the rest of her evening pretending she was fine, and so did Natalie. They didn't talk anymore about the man or Tanya's grief. They simply acted like everything was the same as it had always been, and the little burst of normalcy was enough to help Tanya find comfort in the familiar. The next day, Tanya drove home early in the morning. Most of the traffic was heading into the city, so it was an easy trip. The radio stayed off, and Tanya spent the drive trying to focus on the present. The day was cloudier than yesterday, overcast and gloomy. The weather matched her mood, and Tanya allowed herself to feel badly for just a few minutes. She worried she'd never feel happy again if she let herself succumb to the depths of her feelings, so she tried to only feel them in short bursts rather than fall prey to a longer spiral. When she finally pulled up to her house, the first thing Tanya noticed was a bouquet of flowers on the front porch. What the fuck? Drawing closer, she could see the flowers were dead and rotting. Their sickly sweet stench made Tanya cover her nose. Oh my god, ew! A small note was perched among the dead blooms, and Tanya bent down to read it. Welcome home. The handwriting wasn't any she recognized. Tanya stared at the note for a while, hands trembling. This was a warning of some kind, or a threat. Swallowing past her fear, Tanya grabbed the decaying flowers and hurried to the trash bin at the end of the driveway. She frantically lifted the lid to stuff the flowers inside, then hesitated. She took out her phone and began to snap pictures. Two of the bouquet and one of the note, which she then slipped into her pocket. With the dead and drying flower stems still clutched in one hand, she texted the photos to Natalie with a message that simply said, He's back. Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird as Tanya, Newton Newt Shadokati as Natalie, Rachel Lapour as Liz, Gerald Hill as Frank, and G.M. Hakim as the cab driver. Liars and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing and the script written by K.J. Scott The script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, visit www.hemlockcreekprod.com 
That's hemlockcreekprod.com. Thank you for listening. We will return next week.